And we're back for another episode of Hard Not Life, dedicated to the new core of hip-hop today, the business, the brand, and the balance between authenticity and entertainment. And of course, we're powered by one of the most authentic clothing lines in the world. Authentic! Classic material. Shout out to the big homie, Carlos, who has some other big things in the store of 2019. I am your host and moderator, Lion Goodman, Lion of Bed-Stuy. With my co-host, like to introduce himself. Hey, what up? It is I, DK Marco, fresh back from Spain. Um, and pro tip, if you see Bill Murray on your flight, just wave and say thank you for your service. That's pretty real. Bill Murray is a national treasure. Yep. Oh, I accept that. He just shows up at like people's house parties and stuff. Like there was... Wasn't that a thing? It's just like where it was Bill a Murray? thing. Is he still doing that? I'm sure he is. Near Bill Murray, it's just like who got beef with Bill Murray? When he got shot in the chest in Zombie Land, it stopped <laughs> being it stopped being funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was dead ass. I was like, what? Yo. I was like, that shit ain't funny. Like, and, and then when old girl laughed when he like did the like the last breath, I was like, this bitch. It's not funny. Bill Murray's dead. That's like. A sticking point in the plot, like it just the movie kind of grinds to a halt, and then it has to like restart itself. In the, all right, that could be a different podcast. We talk about <laughs> and to introduce our guest, of course, Melton. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. I'm like I'm used to it now. How's like your day? Oh shit, he cared. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, it was it was good. Care, just internally. <laughs> where it doesn't matter to anyone else it matters to me of course of course well yeah, we gotta you, say select screen is out now on all uh digital streaming platforms oh i gotta listen to for it purchase at band camp shout out to the full house here the gang is intact our ep mika is here featuring mika what's up i'm in a weird place i'm in a weird place in the corner they put baby mentally in the spiritually or physically they put baby in the corner. That's what really happened. I'm not about that life. And the most talented man in the world as well. Modern Marvel, how you doing? Hey. He got, he got me shining. We have another guest. Would she like to introduce herself? Sure. Uh, I'm Miss Al Boogie. I do a lot of things, including... Singing, writing, and dancing, and loving music, including hip-hop, but not limited to. And thank you for having me here today. We're in a band. Miss Out Boogie in the 2Ks. <laughs> you should find us on YouTube. We make great videos. Well, I wanted to start a new series for Hard Not Life. Uh, it's going to be named The Curious Cases. They are just... People in this culture, in this business that have reached a mythical proportion. You just don't understand why they are important or why they are relevant or why they're footnotes in the history of hip-hop and rap music. And that's for good and for bad. Now, this particular one... I'm hoping won't be a, a bashing. Uh, I believe that we can we can think critically about this person 
and break down his contribution to the culture and to rap without engaging in the I think let's just go with jokes. My reckon that's fair. Or is it? But let's talk about Dame Dash. Now, while we had planned on working on this for a few weeks, it has become a little more relevant uh, because he had to turn himself in to the, the authorities here in New York because of unpaid child support to the tune of $450,000. It's a lot of money. Nearly yes. half a million. Yes. That's Nas levels. <laughs> Let's get to the first question. Who is Dame Dash? Dame Dash is a is primarily known for being a music executive and business partner to Jay Hover, the other guy that received um, Jay Z, and he helped build Rockefeller Records to its prominence. He's also known as a dancer, coining the Dame Dash dance. Uh, <laughs> as a, as a dancer, he, as a dancer, we never does he even the move his legs? Like, I'm pretty sure it's all arm and champagne. Like I said, it's movement. not a bashing, but I can't say it's carried on in legacy. I think it's just all elbows and champagne. Yes, yes, which makes it even more baller. But yeah, he's known as one of the one of the most infamous and famous record executives in the 2000s and late 90s. He helped build the career of, some might say, the greatest rapper of all time. He helped build the careers of some of the greatest producers of all time, especially in hip-hop. He is he has left an indelible imprint on hip-hop. Then you get to the point where he has a nasty split with Jay-Z and things get a bit fuzzy. Was it nasty? I mean, it was emotional for cats that was invested in it from the outside. But also just... It was weird. It was awkward. People had to choose sides. People took different teams. And when Rockefeller was rocking, it was a thing of beauty. And it was never the same since. You would say that Rockefeller was his biggest accomplishment during mm-hmm. that era. What was birthed out of that partnership with Jay Z? And we cannot forget Kareem Biggs Burke. Rockaware. <clears throat> which was huge at the time and still netted him money as recently as 2007 when he sold it for about $200 million, apparently. Uh, there's just also the careers of Just Blaze, uh, Kanye West, Beanie Siegel, Memphis Bleak, Jay-Z, and also the way he dealt with business was something that at the time the music business had it I mean, it dealt with, but he did it in his own way. Um, kind of akin to Suge Knight, except without, like, the bodies, I guess. Well, well it was very Harlem. Yeah, but it was, it was different, though, right? So whereas Suge Knight was, like, actively threatening people's bodies, uh, Dame Dash was brash and outspoken about what he deserved and trying to get it right now. And that's something that we forget, too. Like, a lot of artists who we call arrogant, a lot of artists that we call brash and that we look at and might call them, you know, dicks, for lack of a better word, 
they just look at the history of black music where all these entertainers are being are creating art. They get used for their art and then they die broke and they're just trying to rally against that and get their credit at the same time. So, you know, when Kanye says, Why you think me and Dame cool, we assholes, it's because like they both look at things the same way. They're like, I want everything that I'm deserved and I want it now and I want the recognition for it now. I'm not trying to die penniless and then years later y'all gonna make a movie, have most death play me and just glance over me creating rock and roll, you know? That was a Cadillac Records reference. But yeah. Kind of piggyback off of that point over with his obsession with being given his credit, given his respect, given his due. What has he done, however, since the end of Rockefeller? Because it seems that he's essentially burned bridges. And I can't find any real evidence that he is. He say that he had sold off Rockefeller, Rockaware for it for whatever sum. That was still that was probably the last vestige of his relationship with Hove. Because wait, didn't Hove get a deal with that because they sold it to Iconics? The two reports that I saw, Jay Z bought out Dame's stake in it in 2004 but somehow Dame sold it and got 200 million dollars off of it in 2007 so not exactly sure how that sort of business works but that latter might be Harlem facts (laughs) yeah which one is true Uh, is the second part something that Dame said or that can be documented that is the frustrating part about Dame Dash when you actually look at the documentation when you look at we're not even just talking about TMZ TMZ at this point has a uh, record with embellishing the truth or outright lying about people affiliated with hip hop they've killed off a couple of rappers in the past but when you have the daily news Reporting that he owes hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars to the IRS and that he in that you see the auctions on eBay of his of his like shoes, not just his shoes, but there was an auction of his several storage facilities that had not only sneakers, but like Rockefeller plaques to recoup for the debt that he owed. This is somebody he used to claim who never wore the same pair of shoes the next day. Yes. But I think he addressed that in an interview. It might be the Breakfast Club or it might be somewhere else where all of that stuff was in storage and someone like bought that storage container and then that's why Was he on Storage Wars? Yeah, there's so like a, a Rockefeller American Pickers. Uh, <laughs> but um, obviously I can't speak to the uh, validity of that statement. Nobody can speak can. to the validity <laughs> the only, of any of these statements. Well, except that he had to turn himself in for child support. And in, in that explanation, he said that he's been given the money and... He's been paying the child support well, out of the the company, but one of his baby mothers is his ex-wife, Rachel Roy. Rachel Roy. Roy. Becky with the good hair? 
Nah, see, that's a that's a another that's another I thing. Trying, I was trying to leave that completely. That's alone. a that's oh, another okay. thing. Right. Uh, we might have to get into that. one. Never mind. We, I don't know if we have enough time for that. But he said that she was being paid her child support out of portions of the money that they make from their business together. That's not how that works. I don't think that's how it works either. Well, so, okay. So child support doesn't play. And is he, he's getting caught up with New York child support. Um, and they don't play. One of the quotes that, that came Marco pulled up earlier before the show started was that Dame said that he gave one of his baby mothers $150,000 to purchase a home, but he didn't know that he had to keep track of that. So that child support would see that as child support. Well, first of all, Child support isn't when you pay for a home. It's a whole separate thing. And they don't play. And so if you don't stay on top of the payments for child support itself, in a, a, I guess in Dame Dash's mind, he thinks if he helps pay for your home, that that is also child support. But that's actually not how that works in the name of the law and how child support appears, especially in New York State. You have to pay directly... Through either through the government or whatever the court claims are for the children. And in a lot of men's minds, it's if it, it's as if, if you're giving money for other things, that's child support. And that's actually not how that works. I'm poor and I have an accountant <laughs> and I know where all my money ends up and what it goes towards and can like file it. The fact that this is such a blurry line for him is very you know, regardless of whatever history he's had as an artist, there's not a blurry line when it comes to this. Like, you have to pay child support for child support. You can't give $150,000 for somebody's house. The house is supporting the child. It's not how that works in the in the, in the, in uh, the law. That's, yeah. that's absolutely that's not how it works. He needs to send it through the proper and, channels. And, like, he, I wish he would have given it to child support and been like, I hope you pay for the house with this. Because then he'd... He wouldn't be turning himself in. Right. There would be a paper trail. Right. But you know he don't get down with the, the cops like that. So it's not, The child support doesn't deal with the cops until you... Nah, it's a Babylon thing. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> paying, paying money to making sure your children are taken care of has nothing to do with Babylon. It kind of does. It doesn't. <laughs> it kind of does. Uh, and don't get me started. <laughs> Anything that has a receipt can be considered Babylon. Exactly. <laughs> Not when it comes to children. Word. So wait, I just want to correct my earlier mistake. Hove sold Rockaware for $207 million. Dame Dash sold his stake in Rockefeller in 2005 for $22 million in cash and $30 million overall. And when they split, they had to split the talent. Jay-Z got Kanye. In retrospect, Dame, was that yeah. a good move? Yeah, yeah, Dame got, Dame got the... Uh, the, the diplomats, I believe. It was a, a incredible. <laughs> it was an incredible move for Kanye, and Kanye actually spoke on it. Wait, is this like their own separate child divorce? Like you get Kanye and you get the diplomats? <laughs> no, that's child? no. That one actually, person, one that is clearly one. <laughs> that is no. That is that is literally what happened. They like Kanye has said that he they every artist that was affiliated with Rockefeller did have the option. Kanye was like, yo, I'll take, the, yeah, I took that. I know that Dame Dash put me on, but he knew that his, his career would probably be more secure 
if he stuck with Rockefeller, Def Jam, Jay Z, and essentially right, <laughs> he was right. Dame did at some point um, launch the Dame Dash Music Group. I feel like there was another letter in there. I'm not sure, but it did have um, Beanie Siegel was on there. No, Dipset was never with you know his music group. They they end up partnering with that like the perennial independent label for washed up rappers. Koch. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Koch. Wow, that's what we doing. Yo, first of all, that's where's what, the line? That is what Fifty Cent said. Yeah, that's why he got into that beef with Cameron. Yeah. And then, and then Fifty Cent at some point was partnered with the Koch that had rebranded as something else. E one. Yes, that's what it was. So I thought the whole point was like all the indie rappers were signing the Koch because you got fifty percent. Uh, the, yeah, the deals you got fifty percent, where other people just getting dollars or getting cents on the dollar when they sold albums. Like you get better splits, but, but you do more work. Yeah, they, they don't really do a promotion and stuff like uh, oh, what is the like one of the for? big ones. But the other thing is, if you were popping and then you're not popping anymore, but you still kind of have a fan base, come go to, to go to E one. Yeah, oh E one now. Go to E one, and um. Truth. The fan base that you do have, you get more money through them. Word. That's it. That mm. was a that was a little bit of a tangent, but uh, he you did most deaf was at some point at least partnered with them because they did the this like hip hop rock album that had some some verses of ODB on it and oh wait you talking about the Black Rock album? Yes, that was it. That was with the Black Keys. I believe. Mm, yeah, but it was on. It was Dame Dash Music Group. Yeah, that was a Dame Dash thing. Yes, it was. But it was. It it felt like it was more of a partnership than anything else. <sighs> he did say that he had moved on to film. He said that there was more money in it. <laughs> but I can only mention one film that he actually released. I mean, but also, was it the one that Murder Mook was in? Yeah. I <laughs> what? I believe so, actually. But also, uh, like, that came out in. You mean after Paid in Full? Yeah. Oh, like, no, see, Paid in Full was. That was, that was who, that Rockefeller who was era. was he trying to convince that there was more money in film than in music? Because they're both. They're both really risky, risky investments. All, all I'll say. Uh, uh, sorry, so, excuse me. It's uh, Honor Up that was also executive produced by Kanye. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Everybody that I know that's a fan of Dame Dash has not seen this movie. <laughs> um, and, and, then, and everyone and you, you know who isn't a fan hasn't seen it either. Well, they haven't cared, you know? His IMDb is kind of hefty. Like, But IMDb is doing, not... He was, uh, he was doing a couple... He got a couple producer credits. It's not a, 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 men- a measure of the, success. Mention the, uh, the, the films. All right. So, Honor Up, like you just said, The Union was a TV movie. Any <laughs> Tom, Dick, or Harry TV movie. We went to China, documentary. The Secret <laughs> to Success, Taking the One Keep From Us, documentary. Madame Le Chat. These are uh, YouTube documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, The Blue Rock Festival. Does anyone remember that? What I is mean, that? Who, who doesn't remember The Blue Rock Festival? 
We went to China. We went to China. Damon Dash and his staff oh traveled gosh. to Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Beijing in search this of like-minded individuals. Doug. That is a how did how did this how did I not go see this? Uh, look at the. <laughs> Where did it play? All all I'm saying is this: I don't understand. In 2015, you should have just made a, a documentary about Stefan Marbury because he was winning championships in Beijing at that point. And oh that's, wow! That's, that's what I want to point that's out. Both like obscure thoughts, Bruh. No, I, I, Stephon Marbury end up a segment with Real Sports with Brian Gumble. After you've done Brian Gumble, why are you going to partner with Dame? Give me thirty seconds on Stephon Marbury really quickly. Stephon Marbury had a musical made about him, which he also starred in. in <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He also had a museum dedicated to him in Beijing. He has a statue in front of the in front of the arena where he plays. And he has won four championships. I just want to point that out. I just want to thank you All for of these that things information. Are in China. Also, Stefan Marbury has blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> what? No! <laughs> because he was he was making fun of uh, Jeremy Lin and said that the Nets had only signed him to capitalize on the Chinese market. And I was like, that's pretty racist, guy. And he didn't like that. Oh. Oh, uh, uh, well, he completely... Shoes. Not even I didn't make fun of the shoes or the fucking logo tattoos. Hey, completely hey. ignored Lynn's sanity. Hey, I'm just saying, Steph has changed his life around and has a thriving business and life in China. Two really important questions I would like to have answered right now: Is this a circumstance of survivorship bias? Hove has gone on to he's he's nearing a billion dollars. He has a very successful label. He has his own festival. He has a couple of um, liquors. He has a streaming app. He has he has socks. Do we continue to compare Dame Dash to Jay Z? It doesn't make sense at this point. Maybe in the beginning, but they've like veered off in such different directions that uh, unless you want to prove how successful hove is on his own dame i don't think he's unsuccessful Ooh. he's just been doing his own thing i have a question does jay-z get to where he is now if he continued to partner with dame dash no okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying i just feel like you know how you always read people's you know how you always read people's instagram they're like yo i had to cut a lot of people off so I could grow because their energy wasn't but matching my energy. Jay-Z literally talks really. about that all the time. No, I know. Because of who Dame was, that's what made him who he was in the 2000s and the late 90s. But there was a point where that no longer worked and he couldn't adapt to where everything was going. And he's kind of a cautionary tale to people in general. It's like, listen, like this works up until a certain point. You need to change and adapt if we're going to keep going to this next level. And it's a little sad because right now it feels like he's trying to trump his way through the rest of his life like when he had the art collective dd172 two it's just like you and when he had the the dash diabetic network the oh fact Lord. that you have to put your name on everything in all the business name. ventures like you're just trying to get by on name recognition and what does your name really personify anymore at this point and now He's more known for his interviews and the rants that he goes on and him flaming people than he is for the actual business part of it. Like, 
I don't know what Jay Z's put his name on in a while, unless it's a some sort of foundation or that I don't know about. But everything else, Made in America, title, Belvedere, you wouldn't know that had anything to do with Jay Z unless you knew it had something to do with Jay Z. You know, like he doesn't necessarily need to be like he doesn't need to, it doesn't need to be Carter streaming. You know, it doesn't need to be Hova streaming network. You know, you make a really really good point about that. Is that Hova is uh, renowned for his partnerships. He takes a business that is up and coming or something that's kind of established and he um, basically invests in it or attaches his brand to it. All these things that you've mentioned, aside from Made in America, which is exactly is, is his festival that he partnered with Budweiser for in the city of Philadelphia, um, Dame Dash's thing has always been about ownership, about being a boss. I don't know how you can't be a partner and not be a boss, but he has been a really single-minded in owning everything that he produces. Is that a, still a good business strategy, or you know, is that what led to his downfall, or led to the kind of issue that we are in with him? Is that? His insistence on pretty much shouldering all, like, he says that he wants to spend other people's money for his own talents, yeah. but he is essentially taking on debt to get his dreams out. Is he, is his, I, his business sense outdated? Not if he was white, but, um, <laughs> yeah, he could probably get bailed out much more often. Not saying that what he's doing is smart, but it looks like he hasn't outgrown the aughts as far as business sense has come to mind. Like labels and all of those things change so much. And so having something called like the Dash Diabetes Network to like help people, I'm wondering what focus group that got run through. To be like, what What about him? What, could he extend his brand into, like, number one, health and lifestyle? Like, it's not like we've all walked around being like, I want to be as healthy as Dame Dash. Exactly. And then to name something with the actual word diabetes in it. I don't know enough about him, but I don't think he's... These people, Jay and Bay, they run things through, like, focus groups like crazy. And yeah. they make sure something is Teflon. Um, before they push it through like that and even with all the mistakes with the title they found other ways to bring it back around yeah. usually with beyonce viewings or something <laughs> she's doing that's amazing but even like the idea of how he wants to do business being that he wants to do it from the ground up like I'm, there are people that do that there are people that look at an idea they research the idea they do it from the ground up they invest in it the issue with dave is one we don't know how much startup capital he has left two we don't know how much capital he has left with people that he interacts with because he spent his career being so adversarial with everyone that at this point he doesn't have any relationships to help ease into the business world and that's what business is business is like everything else it's who do you know do they want to work with you and what opportunities are they willing to give you and it seems as though he's left the trail of burnt bodies and burnt bridges everywhere he's gone and just, you know, Chris and Neef CDs everywhere, and nobody wants to deal with that anymore, and they don't have to. That is a really good lead into my last question. Does hip-hop still owe Dame Dash? 
I think he feels that way because he's not making as much money off of it anymore. I mean, oh. whether he's conscious of that or not, like the whole culture vulture thing. Um, there's people that actually make something and have it stolen from them and then get out into the world and try to argue that. And then there's somebody that's made money off of it and then is not making money off of it anymore and is claiming that argument. But there's other black people from the culture that are making money from it. It's just he isn't anymore. I find it interesting that he claims the culture vulture thing because their whole branding was very capitalistic in source. It was very different from what the origins of hip hop. Well, we all like money, but, you know, it was about the original hip hop was about getting money, too. But I'm not saying that he's not pointing out culture vultures. I'm just saying that he once partnered with them, was no longer making money from them and then pointing them out. He kind of feels like a, a whiny child at this point. <laughs> I only say that because, like, if he was in a better place, if he was in a position of power, if he was doing better in all ways, it'd be different. I'd be able to interpret it differently. But now it, it looks desperate, even if it isn't. Um, And him, I mean, it's him. It's like his family. Like, he's a circus. Like, whether it be Stacy Dash, who has completely flipped her persona, um... And then whether it be the fact that he turned his family life into a TV show to try to make money off of it, it's just like, I don't know how serious I can take you because I don't know what you're contributing and whether or not you're in a position of power. It seems like you're desperately trying to grasp at the last vestiges of your fame to continue to go forward and just have money in your pocket and to live a lifestyle you might not be able to do anymore, man. It's a shame. Like, I don't think... We as hip hop owe like a debt to Dame, but that's like something where it's like, yeah, like we'll come out when you do a show at SOBs, or like we'll still let you come up and do an interview. Not like we should all be giving you twenty dollars from our Patreon. Or that, no, not not, yeah. not like a dollar amount, but yeah, 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 is but, there a like a social credit that Dame Dash can still count on? The time that he was profitable was a time where his gatekeeping was important. So, yes, there's a certain level of the gatekeeping status that he had and people that he brought to the table and marketed to us that he deserves credit for. But then he lost that gatekeeping. He doesn't need the credit for after that, but sure, Early aughts and more, like his impact on hip hop culture, but even it plays when, a part. Yeah, when you compare him to somebody like Jermaine Dupri or somebody like Fat Joe, right? What did Jermaine Dupri do? He kept putting out music, kept putting out music, kept finding new artists, and then he like flipped it and be like, "All right, so what I'm doing is I'm going to find young talent. That's just what I'm going to do. I'm going to continuously find young talent, put it out. What's the new trend now? Like he started with the Brat, and then he was putting out oh, freaking franchise. No. Sorry, not started with the brat, but he put out the brat, he put out Bow Wow, he put out Franchise Boys, and those all are different like types of music that he helped make successful. And that's just a small sampling of stuff that he contributed. When you look at Fat Joe, he was in DITC, he found he sorry, he found Big Pun, he had Terror Squad, and now he's out here with Remy Ma, not to mention the fact that he transitioned to being a motivational speaker at one point too. Oh, wow. So like they're different ways for you to still have gravitas within the culture and if you notice those two people no matter what they did they have similar contributions to the culture like dame but 
instead of constantly burning bridges, they found different ways to like continually make their way throughout the business. Would anyone like to offer their final thoughts now? For the time period, Dame was a good manager of Jay and also he was good at what he was doing running Rockefeller. Beyond that, I don't think uh, the contributions were that great. Taking care of your children is more important than your relevance. I would say that unless you are a black belt, you're not allowed to wear a karate gi randomly on your splash page. And there's no reason that Dame Dash is not out managing new talent right now and being an A&R somewhere. And the fact that he isn't speaks to how he did this to himself, I think. I don't think there was some huge conspiracy. My And my final thought would, is nobody knows exactly what Biggs' contribution was to Rockefeller. And you don't really see Biggs talking about it because he has moved on. He is now investing in St. John's career. When I actually look at what Dame Dash is doing right now, I can only find bankruptcy and lawsuits. We talked about, you know, his what he owes in child support, but the author E.W. Brooks has also filed a lawsuit against him <laughs> due to his involvement in a film involving her novella series Mafietta. Brooks says that she hired Dash as a producer for the film and he squandered the money on his own projects instead. Oof. But we are so very interested in your opinion on this topic. I hear a lot from people who would be considered hip-hop pundits about how brilliant and important Dame Dash is to the culture. Feel free to enlighten us. On our social media uh, accounts, HKL Podcasts on both Instagram and Twitter, or Hard Not Life Podcasts on Facebook. I just had a thought. One thing about Dame is we can say all these things because of what we see publicly. We don't really fully know what when, what goes on behind the scenes. True. With him. Miss Alboogie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Where can our audience find you and... Uh, follow you and probably argue with you about some of your opinions. <laughs> I'm happy to argue about some of my opinions. Uh, it's spelled M I S S A L B O O G I E. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud. Am I excluding anything? Bandcamp. And you're available on all digital streaming platforms. I am available on digital streaming platforms. You just can't argue with me there. You can only listen to me. You argue with Boogie, you argue with me too. So ask yourself if you really I argue with smoke. you. So how does that work? Yeah, but there's love between you and me. I, I do I love you. I throw somebody out the window over you. Thank you so much for your time. And we know y'all got to live this hard in our life. But we hope y'all make it look easier than dames. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, fire. Until next time. Peace.